0: We have a great episode for you today. We are talking about important age milestones for 2023. And really specifically when it comes to retirement planning, age milestones. Uh, There's so many things that happen at certain, certain ages like required minimum distributions, social security ages, when can I file for Medicare? All these things we've put, come up with a really nice list to just walk you through really from birth all the way to age 75. So you want to stay yeah, and you want to listen to the whole thing.
1: All right, I say this a couple times in this episode, and I want to say it here right in the beginning. Uh, Don't stress out about all these ages. Uh, We have gotten a blog article written on this. It's going to help you make sure you know all these. You can make sure you go get that on our website, pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. We'll have an article on this very topic, so that way you can make sure you you keep all these in, in mind, or if you want to share it with somebody, that's great too. As always, we ask you, if you think our podcast adds value, please pass along the information to a friend and uh, maybe they can get the same benefit as you're getting. Uh, We certainly do appreciate it when you do that.
0: But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast, Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve, are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq.
1: Welcome everyone to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. Uh, You know, sometimes we get to do these podcasts and we we learn things ourselves and I think this is gonna be kind of one of those episodes where it's just got nice reminders. Um, This episode, we're gonna kind of dedicate to what are in all essence, age milestones. And it's not about uh, the older we get, the more things that are there. It's just some of the rules around some of the financial planning, some tax issues, all those kinds of things that are affected at different ages uh, throughout our lifespan. So we're gonna kind of go through those. Some are gonna go quick, some we're gonna take a little bit of time to talk about. But um just wanna say, as we're going through this, and I told you we're gonna go through some of them kind of quick, Uh, the purpose here is to make sure you could go find it really easy. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, that's a lot of different milestones that we got to go through and kind of think that through, I want to remind you right up front that we are going to, we do have a uh, blog written on this particular topic. And so you can go there and kind of see all those ages listed out. So you don't have to stress about it as you're listening to this. So Merce is going to take some ages to kind of get us. He's going to go through some, some ones that may or may not apply and then we're gonna take a little bit of time to explain some others. So Merce, can you kind of get us from from day one?
0: Yeah, so I'll start with the beginning um, of of age milestones. And again, some of these may or may not apply, just depends on if you have younger kids or if you have grandkids that uh, you wanna be thinking about. Uh, But from birth, uh, as soon as there is a social security number, uh, you have the ability to set up a 529 account, 529, is basically a college savings account, so a much future-based type of account, um, or you could set up what's called UTMA or UGMA accounts. Basically, they're custodial accounts for minors, so those can happen at birth. Uh, then we fast forward to age thirteen. Uh, this is where a child is no longer eligible for child independent care credit. So coming on your on your tax return uh, at age thirteen, that phases out at. Age 17, um, child no longer eligible for a child tax credit. So a little bit different than 13. That, that was a child independent care credit. Now 17, child is no longer eligible for a child tax credit. And then age 18, we know age 18 as when uh, someone becomes, quote unquote, an adult. Uh, they can do certain things at, at age 18 from a financial part of things, uh, that becomes the age of majority in most states. North Carolina is one of those. Uh, at age 18 also, if you had set up one of those UGMA, UTMA type of accounts that are custodial uh, where you act as the custodian for the for the child at age 18, the age of majority, uh, you can no longer be the cu- custodian for that type of account. So this power shifts from in your hands to the actual the child who is now considered an, an adult and so you have if you have those types of accounts when that person turns 18 there's a process to shift those assets fully into their name and you 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 kind of revoke your power over those assets um also in some states at age 21 uh, is when that majority is recognized not at the age of 18 uh, and the same process there once they turn 21 if age of majority is 21 in that state then you're being removed as the custodian on these UGMA and UTMA type of accounts and then, at age twenty four, a child who is a full-time student is no longer subject to the kitty tax. and age twenty six, an adult child may lose parents' health insurance coverage under the Affordable Care Act. We hear about that one a lot that you got the you got the kids through college. and um but they uh, worked for a company or did an internship or whatever it is, and they didn't have health insurance. So they're able to stay on the parents' plan. But at age twenty six, they are no longer able to, or eligible to stay on the parent's plan. So that is a quick overview from birth to age 26. Again, may or may not apply, but there's some key key dates there, and uh, ages that that are important. So now we'll get into more of the more of the retirement planning specific types of milestones. Some of these are you're going to be very familiar with and you've heard of, and and some of these may be new to you. So, uh, Raiden, why don't you kick us off? All right, our
1: next uh, milestone is age 50. Um, and the key about this age is that you can do catch-up contributions in your 401k, 403b, 457 plan. So under 50, in 2023, you can contribute $22,500 into that account. Well, if you're a 50 years of age and older, you can put an additional $7,500 into the account. So... If, uh, and what's real key here is, is you know, we've had clients who've come in and they forgot to up that. They were at their employer and they forgot to make those adjustments. So, as long as you get that in before the end of the year uh, and you turn 50 this year, go ahead and do that if you want to get those extra contributions in there. Um, also, I mean, if you're doing IRAs, you got to catch up there as well. Um, Now, as far as the other one here that's age 50, just a note is you're also eligible for Social Security benefits for disabled widows and widowers. Then we got age 55. Age 55, uh, catch-up contributions on an HSA. And just to kind of go through those numbers, HSA, if I'm a single person, I can put $3,850 if I'm uh, doing family, it's 7,750. But if I'm 55, I can put another $1,000 into my HSA. So again, those are just key things to keep in mind when it comes to that. All right, Merce, I'm gonna let you hit a big one that we talk about a lot.
0: Yeah, age 59 and a half. This one is uh, very important um, because it is now, you have reached the age to where you can actually withdraw on your retirement assets without a penalty. So if you have an IRA, 401K, 403B, all these different retirement accounts that you've been building up over the years. And uh, and if you were to take a withdrawal before age 59 and a half, in most cases you would have a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Uh at once you reach the age 59 and a half and afterwards, now you can you have access to those accounts. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that there are still taxes involved in a lot of these accounts, but you now have no penalties at age 59 and a half and older also what's really key about this age is that if you're working for an employer and you have a 401k a lot of times that asset is locked up in the 401k and so you can only do whatever is available within that plan uh at age 59 and a half you now have the option in most cases to roll the assets out of the 401k and do a rollover to an ira and you may ask the question, well, why would I ever do a rollover to an IRA? That's really a podcast in itself, but on a high level, it opens up the really the investment universe to you. So while you're in a 401k, you may know that you have a limitation on the different funds that are available within the plan. Very rarely can you do any stock purchasing or any ETFs or anything like that. When you move assets out from the 401k to an IRA, it opens up the investing universe to pretty much anything that you want to invest in because you're not limited to an employer-based plan. It also opens up the ability for you to now hire professional manage- management services, whereas in a 401k, it's very difficult to get that type of advice. Um, anything I'm missing there at 59 and a half, Raiden? No, I think you got it all. Yeah, that's a big one. So if you're at that age or above, just know that some options when it comes to investing and retirement planning really become available to you.
2: I hope that
1: you are enjoying the show. This is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcasts and check us out. All right, let's jump to age 62. Uh, 62 is where a person is eligible to get Social Security at a reduced rate. Uh, So a lot of times when we're talking to clients who maybe have retired early or uh, for whatever reason are deciding whether or not they can take Social Security, You can begin Social Security at age 62, but there's gonna be a reduction there. And so a big discussion we have with clients is, should I take it at 62 or wait till later? Um, And a lot of that comes down to um, how much money a person's making um, in those ages. Uh, Just to kind of review that real quick for 2023, uh, if you are 62 and you're you're gonna take Social Security early, the limit is $21,240. So you can't make a lot of money and take social security uh, because if you do, then for every $1 that you are making above that, uh, um, well, for every dollar you make above that, um, I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Uh, For every $2 you make above that, $1 will be reduced of your social security. So let me say it again. You make $2, $1 of your social security, is going to be reduced, and so that's just not a key way to plan that. If you're going to make more than that, don't take your
0: Social Security um, early. All right, so the next one is going to be age 65. There's a lot lot of things that go on with age 65, but the most is the eligibility for Medicare, and a key thing here to understand is that you can actually apply early for Medicare at uh, three months earlier, so at 64 and nine months is really when you want to start thinking about it, if you haven't already done the research as to, well, are, you know what types of plans, what types of uh, coverage are you going to be looking for with Medicare, you really want to start that process at 64 and nine months uh, and then at 65 is when you actually become eligible and and you have those uh, coverages available to you. Uh, also, I think really important, it's another retirement planning type of strategy is if if you have an HSA and you've been funding that, um, one strategy is is that you do your best really not to touch that HSA and it turns into another retirement account. At age 65, uh, well, let me say it this way, prior to age 65, HSAs are really reserved for medical expenses and medical expenses only. And you get tax-free withdrawals on those, on those uh, if they're used properly. But at age 65, you become eligible in your HSA for non-medical withdrawals as well. Uh, without any type of penalty. So I think that's a nice little planning tool. If you, if you fund an HSA and you, or if, and, and you, you know, have turned it into a strategy to really not touch it at all, and we can talk about that too.
1: All right, so now we're going to get to what's called full retirement age for Social Security benefits. Now, the reason why this is such a key age, I think, is that if I am earning money and I want to wait till full retirement age, I don't have a limit on my income that I make once I reach or achieve what's called FRA or for retirement age. Means if I'm still working and I have a good income, I can still get my social security if I choose and I and I, and I get 100% of the benefit. Ultimately, uh, the way this worked is if you were born between 1943 and 54, it was 64. I'm sorry, 66, 66 was your age. And then what they started doing is, is basically notching it up a little bit where you would go, 66 and two months, 66 and four months. And it's just year by year. So if you take, for example, if you were born in 1958, it's 66 and eight months, 59, 66 and 10 months. If you were born in 1960 or later, it's 67. Okay, that's the last time that they're doing a ramp up. Now, I would tell you, I think that's going to get adjusted. But for right now, if you were born in 1960 or later, 67 is your
0: full retirement age. All right, then we got our next one. All right, so now we're at 70, and when we're talking about Social Security, you become eligible to start drawing on benefits for most people at 62. 62 is usually the lowest amount that you're going to get, and everyone knows that if you defer it, the income is going to grow. 70 is where we hit our maximum Social Security benefit. So after the age of 70, it no longer is going to grow, Um, and so in most cases, I would say 99% of the time, if you're at 70, uh, there's no reason to not go ahead and turn on your social security just because it's not growing anymore. Um, So that's 70. All right, our next one's just
1: a little bit later, 70 and a half. And I used to always wonder why did the IRS or the government want to say a half, 59 and a half, 70 and a half. Well, 70 and a half is key because that is when I can start taking distributions from my ira and giving them as a contribution or and uh to a charity called a qcd and the reason why that's so key is that i when i take the money out of the 401k i'm sorry or ira either one of those i don't have to ever claim it as taxable it goes straight to the charity and it just is a very clean transaction I'm getting a full deductibility in all essence of those contributions. So 70 and a half is when that begins.
0: Yeah, and I want to make a key distinction there too because it used to be at 70 and a half, that was when everyone would think of, oh, that's when my required minimum distributions start uh, on my on my IRA, my pre-tax type of assets. And uh, so now it's at 70 and a half, it's just that QCD that Raiden talked about. It used to be 70 and a half was QCD and RMDs, required minimums. But a few years ago, they raised that age on the required minimums, the RMDs, to age. Actually, it was in January of this year that they moved it to 73. Uh, and the caveat there is if you're born before 1960. So if you're born before 1960, you have to take your required minimum distribution on your pre-tax assets at the age of 73. One uh, other addition that they did into the the age is that at, if you're born after 1960, then the requirement begins at age 75, not age 73. So that's a recent change that happened here in January uh, because of the Secure, Secure Act 2.0. Uh, so age 73 if you're before, born before 1960 and age 75 if it's 1960 or later. And that's really when it comes to retirement planning Those are some of the major milestones that we're talking to clients uh, uh, day in and day out on things you want to be thinking about, things you want to be prepared for. And um, uh, it's a nice, nice, uh, concise list there. All right. And just don't forget, you can go to the
1: website pomwealth.net, go to the blog uh, page, and you will see an article on these 2023 important milestones, and they'll be all listed there for you nicely. Hope this has been beneficial. Please uh, let us know if you think of anything that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast. We certainly want it to be helpful and insightful to you. Uh, Otherwise, we will talk to you again next Monday.
2: All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book,